Welcome to episode 94 of Epic Briefs Podcast. Our DragonCon 2017 coverage continues with Kevin Stollard, Director of Video Game Programming and the parent with the potty mouth, Dadpool. Be sure to check out our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram pages for further coverage and announcements. Thank you for tuning in and enjoy the episode. Of Everbreeze Podcast. Um, we have Kevin Stollard, and he's video game director at DragonCon. Kev, how's it going, man? Hey, guys, how you doing? Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you for taking time to talk to this, man. On a Saturday, too. I'm sure you have a lot to do coming up for DragonCon. Packing? What's that? Exactly. <laughs> it's only, what, four short days, five short days away? Man, how's, sure. your, how's, how's, how's your life going right now, like, leading up to con? Oh, well, I... Well, see, the last two weeks have been spent convincing my day job that they can live without me for the next two weeks. Oh, okay. It's basically a week of con and a week of don't talk to me. I don't want to be around people after it's over. That's smart. <laughs> that is very smart. Seriously. That's the go to do that. Man. Well, I, I mean, it's that. it's not that Dragon Con is unpleasant. Far from it. It's a great time. You're yeah. just completely exhausted by Monday. So yeah. it's, you know. You just you're out of batteries by Tuesday morning, so I need at least a few days to recover. And plus, you have that post-con depression. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And plus, like we're just attendees. I can imagine how you feel after you're done because we we're tired. Imagine how you guys go through. Yeah. Well, the funniest part is the the week after con is the best time to write down all the de- ideas of things you didn't do that you want to do next year. Oh, okay. So so you're still working on con stuff for about two weeks, and then after you've written everything down, it's like, okay, I've, I've brain-dumped, I'm good. Okay, I don't <laughs> want to think about Dragon Con until January. <laughs> right, man. Um, so I guess starting off, like, where are you from originally? Oh, God, I've lived in Atlanta since 81, and okay. I lived in Jacksonville before that, so um, I've got up in Atlanta 35-plus years. Oh, wow. wow. So, so I guess did you, um, I guess you went to school here and whatnot, right? Like. Yeah, Brookwood High up in Gwinnett, and then went to Georgia Tech in college, so never really left home. Oh, sweet. Did you like it at Tech when you went there? I It was the most fun boot camp I've ever attended. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of how I hear people describe it. It's yeah. Very intense. Why? Is it really? Yeah. Oh, man. You, you don't graduate from Tech. You survive Tech. What did, <laughs> what did you major in? Computer science. Oh, nice. Okay. I'm sure that's pretty grueling. Sounds like it's pretty intense. So what do you do um, for a living? 72-hour projects. I'm a senior information security consultant at U.S. Bank, so I, I kind of stayed in the industry. Nice. That's pretty pretty high pretty high brow there. High brow job. <laughs> that's yeah. how you can afford to take two, or take two weeks to work on DragonCon. I was going to say, are you sure uh, that yeah. you can survive? It's, I, I, I very... Uh, was very happy when they said, oh, yeah, you get up to five weeks vacation per year. I'm like, I know where, I know where two of it's going. And, dude, and that's what he has to convince his job they can survive without him. Because, I mean, yeah. No, I was about to say, are you sure they can survive without him? <laughs> well, I mean, I, they've had a whole year. Yeah, I've, been there, I've been there. This will be going on my third year. And, and nice. they know around Labor Day, yeah, Stellar's gone. <laughs> Just, nice. How'd you like growing up? I in, think, sorry, go ahead. I'm going to cut you off. No, go ahead. How'd you like growing up in, um, in Georgia, in Atlanta? How, how's that for you? It was. Um, 
at this point. I mean, I don't have anything to compare it to. So it's like, you know, yeah. as opposed to where? California, New York. I mean, yeah. But it was, um, I mean, I came up, you know, both my mom and my stepdad had combined like 51 years in IBM. So I pretty much wow. grew up with computers and video games. And, Holy crap. you know, I was born into this. That's amazing, dude. So you're like meant. You meant to walk this path. I guess he, he never stood a chance. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. I mean, my my first job in high school was working in a computer software store selling video games. Oh, you nice. know, it's just really pretty much the summation of everything I've managed to do in my life is around computers and video games. At some point, was a job at one of those places like um. I don't know, like a like a Sears or like a Circuit CD or something where you work. No, it was, uh, I don't know if you guys remember this. Might have been before your time, but there's an old store called Software Etc. that was in the mall. Oh, uh, it used to be owned that? by a bookstore, but all they did was sell computer software, really? and that's what I did until I went off to college and worked in a computer lab and worked as a programmer, worked as a sysadmin. I mean, you know, every job I've ever had's been something IT oriented. Was there anything that you wanted to do that wasn't related to that? That your parents were like, no, you're going to walk this path because we did it. It was kind of like that or you just fell in love with that? No, they, they never really pushed me. Um, okay. okay. I mean, cool. I, my dad was an athlete. I played sports. Yeah. And, but, you know, I was a big goofy kid. I think we knew pretty early <laughs> on the NFL was not in my future. <laughs> uh, you know, it's like. I, it was weird. I was a weird mix of jock and nerd because I liked okay. all the nerdy stuff to do in my spare time. Yeah. But coaches wouldn't leave me alone to play sports because you know <laughs> you're six foot four in high school right. you're gonna play sports right. were, were you yeah. like a closet nerd or were you out and proud <laughs> oh no i was a member of the chess team played quiz bowl i mean i, I was as out and proud nerd as i could get but people would look at me and go what is this gorilla doing here? Yeah. <laughs> they always underestimated you did you explore like, any other sports other than football, or that was like your thing? You kind of uh, actually, I only played one season of football, and oddly enough, I was defensive back and place kicker. I was a tall, skinny kid, but oh, uh, okay. played soccer for eight years. I played nice. uh, rugby in college. Played some hockey rugby, when I got cool. older. Uh, I played a little bit of everything. That's awesome. Rugby was really my love in college, though. Yeah, nice. Rugby seemed like a rough one too, though. Like you get terrible oh, yeah. rugby. <laughs> I had so I had some back teeth chipped, and you know, got what? hit so hard I chipped back teeth and broken ribs and ankles and everything else. But you know, oh, I lived dang. through it. It's all good. So, like, what made you love that? That sounds terrible. You went to Georgia Tech. You probably had to get all the frustration and, and, and aggression well, out. Well, it's one of those, I'm stressed out. I need to beat on something. Hey, rugby looks like fun. <laughs> nice. Problem Did, is, I was out there with 29 other guys who were just as stressed as I was. So, yeah. yeah. That's a big party, or right? a big rugby party. Oh, uh, we 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 had we had a lot of liquid painkillers after our matches. Dude, that is insane. So how long did you play rugby? Like your four years in college, or I played uh, you know, two or three years. My junior, my second junior and second senior years. Okay, got it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get out of tech in four years. I don't think anybody does that. I, I, I was about to say that'd be kind of hard. I think people now are like on the five-year or six-year plan. That's just basic now. I think for college. Yeah, but tech yeah. is naturally right, six yeah. years. So now it's gonna be like I'm a ten-year. I know. Student. <laughs> right. I, I know a couple of those. I worked with a couple of those. It's like, okay, the 10 year rule's coming up. If you don't graduate this quarter, you're going to start losing credit for all the stuff you took your freshman year. Is that what they oh, do? Man. Yeah, they, they roll it off your transcript after 10 wow. years. Yeah, so. that's why, like, when you go back and you try to go for, like, master's or whatever, yeah. like, they have to recalculate everything and see if Holy anything would even work for you. The pressure is on. Well, it kind of makes sense, though, because things change, right? Um, well, especially in computer science yeah. fields, like, yeah, I, I studied. Pascal and Fortran, and that's so relevant in the IT market today. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, what, which, what, what languages did you go through 
for IT. I'm sure you went uh, through a lot of them. Um, they were well. Pascal uh, was the big learning language. Okay. They started doing small talk, uh, and Java was Java and C were just starting to creep in around the time I graduated. Okay. Okay. Um, then of course I immediately get out in the business world and everything's Perl, Python, PHP, you know. All the stuff you didn't <laughs> learn. Nothing I studied. It's that what, is are those the ones that are current now too, or do they change a lot? Like I have no well, idea. Well, I mean it depends on what you're doing. If you're doing web applications, it's all, you know, .NET. It's okay. all if you're on LAMP, it's PHP and Perl. I mean, it, it just depends on the platform you're building on. But if you're I think the thing I got out of tech and this is one of the things that my professor said during our orientation is we're going to teach you to program. The language doesn't matter. Mm, You'll understand okay. concepts, how to, you know, data structures and memory and process flow and all that kind of, the language is irrelevant. Yeah. It's learning how to program. Whoa. And I think that's what, that's the advantage, you know, going to college gets you over taking an, a vocational level class, which we're going to teach you Java right. and Java is all, you know, and when Java is out of favor, <laughs> You're yeah. done. <laughs> you can come back and pay again. Yeah, exactly. So, like, what's your? Did you have like a, um, like a strategy to just learn all that, or did they teach you ways to learn that? Or you kind of just kind of have to like hop in there and just do your best at it. I don't know. Like, well, I mean, when I got my first PC way back when, I mean, God, early '80s. Yeah. Um, it, it, <laughs> this is how old it was. I actually had an actual engineer from IBM come and help me set up the computer. Oh wow. wow. Okay. Um, but he basically said, "Try it. <laughs> try to try to break it. You're not going to hurt the computer okay. if you're not sure what something's going to do. Try it and see." And that really, when you distill it down to what the hacker ethos is, it's, "Hey, how does this work? Let's take it apart and figure it out." Right. And that's kind of influenced everything I've done from programming to, you know, I developed the first student-run web server at Georgia Tech, and I'm like, "Well, how does this work? Oh, wow. Let me try it." That's and, awesome. Um, you know, I had my professional cachet for a few years was a company would hire me and say, we don't have anybody that understands this technology. Can you figure it out for us? Yeah. 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 Okay. That's what I do. And, uh, I I did that for a number of years and now I'm old and passing on lessons to the next generation and all that kind of stuff. (laughs) Did you ever have any, um, uh, any passion to like teach that or you're just like, you know, kind of passing on Teaching in a one-on-one mentorship sense, yes. Okay. Uh, standing in a classroom, um, I, I was bored sitting in one. I couldn't imagine standing in one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I do like taking on some of the younger engineers where I work and you know, just say, hey, I've seen this before. Here's what's going to happen. Um, here's what you need to think about. Um, it, it. I once read a story about a guy who was a martial artist. He said, the only, after a point, the only way you keep learning is to teach somebody else and, and re-review the basics. Right, yeah. And this is the same kind of thing because the concepts never really change. It's okay. how do you get a piece of data from point A to point B. Yeah, Sense. And it, you know, the technology, you know, all these salespeople come in and throw buzzwords at you left and right, and you're going, it's, you know, right. it, it's this other thing that's 20 years old, and you're just trying to slap a new label on it. Yeah. Well, yeah, that does make sense. Like, you know, yeah. right. Did you have anything that you do um, when you're not doing that? Like, you have any hobbies you like to do? I mean, video games, obviously, but <laughs> <laughs> video games is the big one. Yeah, that's your thing, I'm sure. Um, well, that, and I got a wife and two kids, so family life. Oh, uh, sweet. Definitely takes up. Yeah, you know, coaching the kids through softball and soccer and everything else. So, uh, yeah, I have a pretty well-rounded fun life. That's but, awesome. Uh, you know, video games are where I go to escape from the world, and that's kind of my passion and my hobby. So I, I, I do a lot of that. So your kids into video games too? Yeah. 
They, uh, <laughs> my daughter got her first, well, I say got her first iPad. She stole my old iPad when she was three. <laughs> what? And, uh, my son was not far after. So they're, okay. uh, eight and eight and six now. And they both have their own iPads, play their own mobile games, um, are addicted to Minecraft and Roblox. <laughs> yeah, uh, Minecraft. Yeah, like, like father, like kids, right? right. They, they <laughs> definitely take it after me. Do you find that they teach you new stuff on like the iPad? Well, w- n- other than my daughter figuring out how to break the fingerprint security on on my iPad, <laughs> uh, not a whole lot. But there was the whole: how the hell did you get by a biometric sensor? I can't even do that. <laughs> it's Georgia Tech material right there. <laughs> right. right. That's insane. Yeah. My daughter's a hacker in training, so. Nice. So how do you uh, manage, like, balancing your personal life, your job, and all the stuff that you're doing for Dragon Con? Like, are your parent, or is your wife, like, involved and kind of goes with it? Or do they just kind of say, this is dad's weekend, and he goes and does his nerdy stuff? It's it's more a case of the latter. Um you know, wife and kids come first. They get they get first right of refusal on anything I do. But this time of year, especially when it's planned out far enough in advance, they know it's coming. Uh, it, planning for this kind of stuff makes it a lot easier. Um, right. What I find is that with my wife, we you know, we'll plan out our next six to eight weekends. I mean, it's that bad. You know, it's like, hey, we got softball tournaments these three weekends. I got a Dragon Con meeting this weekend. We got this. And you have to keep a schedule and you have yeah. to manage your time or it will own you. Right. And yeah. uh, I kind of take that lesson to the business world too. It's like, if you, <laughs> if you don't take control, somebody else will control it for you and you won't like what happens. That's right. <laughs> so true, man. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, can you take us back, back in the day when you first started playing video games, how that was for you, who introduced you to your first video game and what that was? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how this is old school. The Coleco Telstar from 1977. (laughs) First console I ever played. It basically had Pong and tennis, which was Pong against a wall. (laughs) Okay, nice. Uh, um, Black and white television. television. Um, And I played the Atari. I played all the consoles since. Uh, Once I got to about 13, I started getting PC gaming and, you know. First, I was pirating games, and then I was selling games, and then I was taking games home from selling games and pirating them. And you know, <laughs> I've pretty much been doing it, well, as long as I can remember. I mean, seventy-seven. I was five years old, so right. Oh, man. Uh, first console when I was five. Sounds about right. So, did you ever like picture like the stuff that you when you were a kid? Did you ever imagine the stuff that you see today, like the virtual reality and all that, or did you just oh, kind of? No way. Yeah, no way. I. I <laughs> I remember thinking the Atari, you know, hey, it's like Pong, but in color. <laughs> wow. That would be great to, like, grow up as each of these things are coming right? out because you're like, yeah, okay, we got Pong, and I'm going against two black and white boards, and then you have color, and then you have, yeah. you know, Mario, and then you have Xbox and all that. And you're, now we're just like, oh, Mario, that's, you know. That's think, a little guy that we've had for a while. I think now we're just spoiled. Multiplayer dude. was a roll of quarters in an arcade saying who's got next. Right. right. <laughs> Did um did the did the original Tron change your life when it came out? Not really. Not really. I was like, eh, it, okay, I, yeah, it's a cool movie, and yeah, I'll play the video game until my fingers fall off. Right. But... <laughs> what, was, yeah. 
What was like one of your favorite old school games? Like, was it Nintendo when Nintendo came out? Were you like, oh my gosh, this is revolutionary? Or nah, I mean, I was yeah. a big coin op guy. Okay. Um, okay. I, I mean, Gorf, Donkey Kong Junior. Mm-hmm. Um, not as much into Pac Man, but I had spent hours in arcades. Right. Just hours and hours and hours in arcades. And then by the time I got to be a teenager, um, it was more PC gaming. So I played consoles, but I went pretty much from the arcades to the PC okay. with kind of occasional side trips through a console. Got it. Okay. Nice. Well, um, what made you go that route? Just because you were into computers a lot and kind of around them? So you kind of don't do the whole console thing? You just feel comfortable? Well, yeah. I mean, once I got the PC and, and you know, like I said, I was you know, 16 years old and selling video games. I could take anything I wanted yeah. home as a free sample. So yeah. I got to play That's everything. True. Yeah, no doubt. That's true. And, you know, at that point, it's like, free games? I'm in. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, plus, you had that lull in the late '80s, early '90s. I mean, there was a pretty big gap mm-hmm. between the, you know the Atari 2600 era and the Super Nintendo era. So I kind of yeah, came of age right in the middle of that gap. And by the time I was in college, is when the consoles started getting a little more popular. And by that time, well, I was in college. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was um, what was your first experience as, as an arcade? Like, I miss arcades. They don't have them anymore. So kind of sad they don't have them anymore but what was your first experience like when you walked into an arcade like oh my god i'm never leaving here it was it was <laughs> the the sights and sounds and the flashing lights and the attraction uh, music and the bleeps and the bloops and it was just it was basically sensory overload yeah. for a kid it's like i gotta be part of this this is the coolest thing i've ever seen um and then you know god i started going to arcades i mean seven eight years old oh man I mean, Perfect talking age. about early 80s you know pac-man was the big thing yeah and um you know, even you know, like gas stations had you know a couple of arcade games tucked in the back and yeah. so everywhere you went someplace had an arcade machine and you just i learned to scrounge quarters from an early age right. <laughs> i wish they would bring those back but now they're costing like a buck buck 52 dollars to play one game when you die you're done yeah it's just like wow do you yeah sorry go ahead, kevin no, it's just, it's not the same. I mean, if you want the the basic arcade game experience, I mean, you can do that at home now. Yeah. I know. Is it weird to like? I I, I used to love the smell of an arcade. That's <laughs> so weird, right? A bit. Ozone and electronics, man. I know exactly what you're talking about. Just, uh, yeah, I love that. Um, and teenagers that didn't know they need to wear deodorant yet. <laughs> it was so good. Man. Yeah, there's that too. <laughs> what was um? What was one of your favorite games that you you spend like a gazillion qu- quarters on? Oh, Donkey Kong Jr. I would play all day, every day. Okay. That and Dwarf. <laughs> oh, nice. Chris was yeah. playing Donkey Kong Jr. at Dave and Buster's. Yeah. Dave and Buster's. And we suck. And we those, well, those games, I remember playing them, and they're like, you remember, and you're like, oh, this is back in, you know, the 90s or the 80s. And yeah. you're like, they can't possibly be that difficult. And then you're playing them, and you're like, oh, my God, this is harder than, like, Halo sometimes. It is difficult. Like, yeah. Kevin, we were playing the original Mario on an arcade. Oh. Um, <laughs> I guess you can call it a console or just an arcade thing. Like it was, it was super hard. I just didn't. I, I remember you couldn't just took hop me a on it. I remember how to beat it. Yeah, because like I, I'm so used to like you know Nintendo Mario. You can hop on the enemies like on their body and they die. You can't do that. This is weird to me. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's well, wait, it barely touch. You know, the two pixels are barely touching, but apparently that counts as a full contact hit, and you're dead. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I died so many times. Like this shouldn't be this hard. But it never worked the same way. Like when you had to make that jump, those two pixels always wound up being like twenty pixels. Yeah, that's true. Right. And then I was like, Chris, where's the where's the fire flower? He's like, no, he's like, no, this isn't Super Mario. This is just Mario. I was like, okay. 
Oh, that's the worst part now is all the games start running together. Wait, is it Super Mario, Mario, Mario Brothers? I, I, which game is this again? Yeah, it's insane, <laughs> man. Oh, my gosh. Um, but you said you were playing Overwatch where you, start, where you came on the podcast. Is that one of your favorites that you play today? Or? Uh, kinda. I um, love Lucio Ball. It's a weakness. I've never heard of it. I know the hardcore Overwatch players are going to laugh at me for saying that, but it's basically Rocket Rocket League with Overwatch characters, and I'm hooked. I'll play like 10 games a day. Is that like an arcade game, like an Xbox arcade game or something, or like a PC arcade game? It's a PC game, and I I don't know if you guys play Rocket League, but basically it's soccer. Yeah. A really demented form of soccer. (laughs) (laughs) Because doesn't Rocket Um, League have the um, DeLorean and stuff like that, right? They do? Oh, and Rocket League, yeah. Yeah, Rocket and, and League. Overwatch is just taking your characters and using your gun to move the ball around, which I think is hysterical. That's but, actually really cool. It sounds really awesome. I think they have a but, version uh, of that in Halo, mm-hmm. I think. I'm not sure. Well, that's the thing I love about games now. It's like, oh, this other game is doing something really cool. We'll take the concept and put it in our game, too. I yeah. mean, World of Warcraft's been doing that for years, like Plants vs. Zombies and all these other Joust and all these other mini games yeah, that if true. you know where to go in the game, it's like, wait a minute, this looks familiar. Is is there a game that you used to play growing up that you still play now that you like have to play it? Is this part of your life forever? Oh goodness! Or, or See, a lot of them. <laughs> wrong time to ask me that is just after because uh, Southern Fried Gaming Expo was back in July and oh, having right. all those arcade games in one room. I just walked in and I was like eight years old again oh, and had to play everything. Man, we missed that too. Was it really awesome? It sounded yeah. awesome. It was pretty amazing. I mean, it had these old school pinball machines from the 70s and 80s. And I mean, they'd been fully restored and they were in great shape. And you know, it was free play for everything. So you could just walk in and play all day. Are you kidding me? We'll definitely have to check that out next year. Because I, I think we heard back. about it the first time, like on the radio as we were coming back from something. Yeah, man. What the hell, dude? Well, you know, it's funny. We got to talking to those guys. And uh, okay. it's like, you know, you should bring some of these games down to Dragon Con. Yeah. And, uh, they said, yeah, we should bring some of these games down to Dragon Con. Have you got room for us? Well, we didn't that year, but we do this year. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, sweet. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, we carved out a section of the America's Mart, and they got all these like Tokyo Attack and arcade games and pinball and the Mech Warrior Core. And, I mean, it's video game heaven that sounds for amazing. a significant part of the gaming floor at Dragon Con. That's definitely showing the evolution, because I remember a couple of years ago they had like some of the, it was some of the simulators downstairs mm-hmm. in one of the hotels, and then last year y'all had... You know, some free play games at the Ameri-Mart, yeah, America's Mart. Which is cool. So mm-hmm. just nice that that's finally growing and getting some traction going. Yeah, and I mean, I had fun playing those old school games. They're amazing. It's kind of nice to step away from the crowd and enjoy some video gaming, you know. Well, it's kind of funny to me because I look at the Tokyo Attack games, these Japanese arcade games, and that's when I feel like the old guy in the room. I'm like, what the <laughs> hell is this? <laughs> I, do I stomp on the pad? Do I dance? <laughs> what do I do? How do I control this? I yeah. mean, you say you feel like the old guy, but people today, they're like in love with the past decades. They would pay for your, they would love to have your like nostalgic, like memory of that and pay to like experience what you did in the 80s to, you well, know what I mean? It's just a feeling to that, you know, you never lose yeah, it. Yeah, and, and I wouldn't trade it for anything. What I think is funny is uh, so many geeks have gone nuts over uh, Ready Player One. Yes. All oh, right, yeah. And I started reading it. It's like, dude, I lived through this. This right. is, <laughs> you know, I was like, exactly. Hey, I keep what trying... you call nostalgia is my life. I, I, love <laughs> I love it. I keep trying to get, I'm trying to get Claudius to read that book because, you yeah, know, Steven Spielberg is making that movie next year. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I love that book and it was so easy to read and like, I'm yeah. sitting there going, oh, I remember that one. Oh, I know that one. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know that one. So, definitely worth it. Yeah, I, I started having flashbacks. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> See, I'll wait till the movie comes out because this is just, you know, <laughs> I'm spending way too much time engrossed in this book. <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, I remember when the first online, I remember the precursor to online gaming when we used to have bulletin board systems and you'd have a game since with a bulletin board, only one person could dial in at a time. So one oh. person would log in, play all their terms, log out, and then somebody else would log in, play all their turns. Oh my gosh, oh my God. dude. And rinse, repeat for, you know, at the time, it's 30 or 40 players, which is considered a huge game. Yeah. Was there, like, and a the, limit of how many turns they got, though? Cause like, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. There had to be. Cause, yeah. You know, somebody get on and just play all day. Right. But, uh, it was, you know, I had a separate phone line in my basement that was just for my bulletin board system. <laughs> yes. And I had all my games and stuff set up. So That's awesome. <laughs> well, I was going to ask you if you enjoy the multiplayer now. Um you know, just on like it's. I enjoy it in theory. Uh, I you know, like playing World of Warcraft and stuff with people I know. I enjoy it immensely. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes when you get into a game and you get these kids who just don't realize that there are other people on the end of that connection, and yeah. they just act like any social little jerks. I'm not too fond of that. Yeah, but... you're right. Yeah, that kind of kills it a little bit because games should be fun. I think you know they kind of get a bit too into it where they're like making fun of people and making no, them feel like yeah. the other way. I can't cast too many stones because at one point I was that obnoxious <laughs> sixteen year old kid. And, well, you know. That's true, no doubt. <laughs> It was just fun because you're like raiding something. You're like, oh my god, that level eighty player is like amazing. And then you find out it's like a twelve year old girl in like China. I know, like, right? oh, okay, killing the game, man. And like she's getting oh. paid boo dollars to compete and stuff like that. Well, voice chat kind of ruined the mystery because you get in a voice chat with this player who's been kicking your butt all night, and you hear this tiny little voice and like, wait, what are you twelve? No, 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 no. this twelve year old has not been kicking my butt all night long. <laughs> I'm gonna go with bad connection, and that's what's making it sound like a twelve year old. Lags fault, man. What's the what's the last experience you've had when they're like a little kid like kind of owning you in a game? Was that recent or not really? Well, I uh, will play some games with my daughter. Okay, nice. And um, <laughs> yeah, I've watched her start to play Overwatch, and and she created her own account, and she's playing a couple of games of Lucio Ball, and some guy got a little mean and rambunctious, and oh no, she was smart enough. She turned on and said, "Daddy, will you play for me for a minute?" And I wound up scoring like seven goals, and <laughs> holy <laughs> he crap. Got, he got real quiet. I said, you just got your ass handed to you by an eight-year-old girl. <laughs> nice. Dude, that was perfect. Oh, my gosh. But, uh, yeah, she's eight years old, talking trash. She'll play uh, console games with me at home, and every now and again she wins. But rule number one at our house is daddy never plays fair. <laughs> well, as long as everybody knows. Right. Is, are you guys big on competing on, like, fighting games? I know that's, like, a love people have. Um, my kids, not so much yet. I went through that. I played a lot of fighting games, especially the college years, hanging out at student center, playing Mortal Kombat and everything else. Right, so, yeah. um, I'm right fond of it, but, um, I really don't want my kids into that yet. I try to keep it PG yeah. for them. They're yeah. still a little young. Yeah. I mean, eight and six, they're yeah. little. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't want to throw out fireballs to kids down, down the street. Right? <laughs> I mean, Mortal Kombat is pretty violent. I mean, if, if my kid comes home from school shouting Hadouken, and I'm done something. <laughs> yeah, now Mortal Kombat is like even worse, man. Oh my gosh, the graphics well, on is really the cool. Extra blood mode, and you know, like yeah, exactly. Yeah, and the X-ray specs where you can like when you do the move, it like shows all the bones that are breaking yeah. and everything. He's like, yeah. okay, <laughs> charming. <laughs> Probably not good for a six-year-old. <laughs> Definitely not. I don't know. They can get ready to go to medical school and be like, oh, I've seen that break before. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, is that the L3 vertebrae? 
<laughs> what are your thoughts on the gaming leagues? Do you ever did you ever think that that would be a thing where people get paid to compete? Oh, and stuff I had like that? no idea. And now colleges are having college teams. Right. I mean, you know, coming soon, March Madness, the video game edition. That is insane. Um, I'm gobsmacked. I, I think it's great. Mm-hmm. I'm just stunned. I mean, pretty soon there's going to be an ESPN channel for video gaming, and there already is a section yeah. on their site where they have stories about the various people, professional game players, and you know, more power to them, man. I mean, it takes you got to put a lot of hours in, right, yeah. to get good enough to make that kind of money. I mean, I've seen a few here because I think TBS does some um, e-league or something. I've seen it on like TV, and I'm like, whoa, this is like an actual show. They're treating this like a like a match yeah. right now. It's crazy. Oh uh, yeah, I've been down to the taping. Uh, I went down to the uh, World Championships for Overwatch, and winning oh, team got like half a million dollars. And that is crazy. it's it's a legit production, and yeah. the studio is right next door to where they do all the NBA stuff with Shaq and Charles Barkley and oh, all those cool. guys. So, and Ernie, I mean, it's Ernie Johnson, yeah, that's cool. Big time rig. And like sometimes they get sponsoring too, right? I think they mm-hmm. if they're that good. That's awesome, man. Well, one of uh, one of my friends is uh, works PR for a, a gaming group called Method, okay. and uh, the sponsorship deals and I mean the stuff she does is it takes a full time pro to handle that. Wow. It's it's negotiations for what kind of gaming mouse the team uses and right. what kind of hardware they use when they go on the road. And mm-hmm. There's big money in it. Is that something you would have gotten into if you had known it would have? become what it is today no and and the only reason i say that is one while i enjoy video games i don't consider myself professionally good at video games (laughs) i I do it's it's a hobby for me and Mm -hmm. i think if i turned it into a job it would lose a little of its shine i understand right yeah that's fair to say um so how'd you get into dragon con as far as like being the um video game director how did that start for you I was a smart ass in the crowd who wouldn't shut up. <laughs> Tell um, us the story, please. <laughs> not they, it was God, two thousand two ish. Okay. Um, but they had a panel on EverQuest, and I was a big EverQuest player at the time. Okay. I was a customer service guide, which means I was actually hired by Sony. I say hired. I was given a free account by Sony. Okay. Cool. To help out other players who got stuck and you got know, yeah. basic customer service kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I did it more or less as a lark, but I, I knew more <laughs> than the average Joe about that game. Okay, makes sense. And uh, I go into this panel, and they had a couple of guys up there who were talking about EverQuest, and and the fans were asking questions, and the poor panelists were just getting it wrong. Oh. I mean, just like, okay, no, not the right answer. And I was trying to be polite about it, but I came across as that guy. Well, actually, the right answer is <laughs> da, 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 da. we've done that. Oh, and God. just being thoroughly annoying. Yeah. Well, I didn't realize it at the time, but one of the panelists was a guy I had gone to high school with. Okay. And he recognized me before I recognized him. And all of a sudden, I hear, Stallard, is that you? <laughs> yeah. He goes, If you know so much about this damn game, why don't you get up here and ask, answer the questions? Oh, that's okay. So I got up there and I sat with the panelists and answered the rest of the questions. And uh, after it was all over, they introduced themselves and I realized who, hey, or Trevor, who's my second. Okay. Um, I, I realized who he was and met the other panelists and they said, you know a lot about this game. You want to do the panel with us next year? Right. Sure. Yeah. And I did the panel next year and the year after that. And then World of Warcraft came out and they said, well, we need somebody who knows about this World of Warcraft thing. Mm-hmm. Have you played it yet? It's like. Since closed beta, yes. <laughs> Since closed beta. Um, so they, I got up there. I wound up you know, going from doing one panel to like three or four panels. Oh, and wow. uh, cool. then pretty soon I met the director of gaming, game programming, who was doing all panels on any kind of games. Okay. 
And he said, well, we're thinking about doing a video game, a, a video game track or a multi. Actually, at the time, it was the MMO track. It was just games like EverQuest, okay. World of Warcraft, Anarchy Online, those yeah. kind of games. OK. And he said, you know, do you think you could put together, you know, 10 panels? And I said, well, yeah, I could put together 10 panels. You want it right now or you want me to wait and think about it a little bit? <laughs> and he said, well, why don't you wait and think about it a little bit? And mm-hmm. I, I couldn't keep it to 10, so I sent him the 10 best. And I wound up doing 10 that year as a volunteer for okay. uh, game programming. Okay. And the following year, is like, well, how many more can you do? I said, you know, 30. He goes, okay, oh, you, wanna do, you want your own track? 30. Like, Holy sure, crap. what's that? And they explained to me what being a director would be, and I was – Total babe in the woods. And uh, yeah. that was 2007, 2008 by that time. Okay. So they, I put together a volunteer staff and planned a track the best way I knew how, made plenty of mistakes, and they just keep asking me to come back year after year and eventually morphed from MMORPGs to all video games. That's amazing. So uh, this year we've got 65 panels. Wow. wow. Holy crap. And uh, I think we had last year we had just under twenty thousand people come through our programming. Oh my gosh, that's so cool though. It's funny how like your passion can just create a whole new lane for you. You know what I mean? That's so awesome. Well, I, and if if I were going to tell anybody, you know, the lesson from that is do what you love. Opportunities will pop up, and yeah. sometimes when you least expect it, and just. You know, don't have too much of a plan for your life that you can't improvise. Yeah, true. That um, makes sense. Yeah, definitely. That's so cool, though. So, like, what 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 are some of the first ones that you thought? Because yeah, you had ten easy, right? So yeah. Well, I mean, at the time, World of Warcraft was the new hotness. So of course, we had a World of Warcraft <laughs> panel, right? yeah. and we wanted to do a costume contest, and okay. that was a fiasco. <laughs> was it really? <laughs> oh. oh no. So okay, I had oh. I had creative people from. Sony, who did EverQuest, and I had creative people from Funcom who did Age of Conan as my judges. Okay. Every single costume was World of Warcraft. <gasps> oh, man. <laughs> They're like, oh, you're not popular. Yeah. <laughs> right. So in a last-minute panic, I got, the, I got the genius idea. I was like, wait a minute. Sony, they do Star Wars Galaxies. And I walked out of the room, found the first guy I could find in a Stormtrooper. I said, you want to win a costume contest with absolutely zero effort. <laughs> what do you mean? Walk in there and say, I play Star Wars Galaxies. Stormtrooper walks and goes, I play Star Wars Galaxies. Congratulations, you win the costume contest. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow, no nepotism there. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. And there was like, you know, maybe 200 people. Were, and they all, I mean, it was one of those things that everybody was kind of in on it. Like, okay, that's pretty funny. You know, you <laughs> judges from Sony, uh, of course, they're going to go for their game. That's hilarious. Um, oh and it was just, just stupid stuff like that. Like, I, I'm on stage doing an, a, an event for World of Warcraft and uh, – a bunch of people are practicing the world record thriller dance attempt. Oh, okay. Whoa. Uh, yeah. And so somebody comes running in there and says, I need you to come outside. Come outside. It's like, I'm on stage doing a, a panel. What yeah. do you need? Mm-hmm. Well, somebody broke their leg and you're the only director in the building. <laughs> Holy crap. Oh, man. <laughs> so, okay. So heck? it's just, it was just one. I mean, it's a comedy of errors. It never gets old. It, the show goes on. It's a good as long as everybody has a good time. You can kind of you just kind of roll with it. Yeah. You just laugh about it later. <laughs> That's awesome. Wow. I bet you have to have a lot of stories of things that have happened at Dragon Con. Yeah, most of which I can't tell in public. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have one like another one you could tell us that you? Yeah, like chapter well, two. Why are these stairs so sticky? <laughs> 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 no. Well, I did um, hear another. Well, was... 
Well, I was going to say, I did hear another interview that you did where you uh, met a certain Star Trek star oh. in an elevator. Did he? Yeah. What? You want to tell us that one? Can we hear that well, one? I was doing the walk of shame because I was hungover as all get out. And I'm just blind eye, head down, get on the elevator, hit a button, and I hear from behind me, are you having a nice time? And in that voice, you cannot mistake George Takei's voice for anybody else. And about that time, I went from hungover and half dead to, oh, God, I'm awake. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Like, and, you know, he was just he and Brad were just as nice as they could be. But they That's could like, tell I'd had a rough night the night before. And oh, uh, <laughs> incidentally, that rough night was, I believe, with Colin Ferguson and Will Wheaton at the Heroes and Villains Ball. Oh, oh nice. <laughs> Will Wheaton. Yeah. Will Wheaton. Um, well, I, I, I was, I was on, the, I was living every nerd's fantasy. I was on a dance floor with Amy Okuda and Felicia Day dancing. Oh, nice. That's awesome. Who wants to be me at that moment, right? Every, like, yeah, the 60,000 people that are there. Right. right. Yeah, seriously. I look away, like for two seconds, mistake number one. Yes. <laughs> look back and Felicia and Amy have disappeared. No. And there's Colin Ferguson and Will Wheaton dancing there in front of me. I'm like, Eh, why not? <laughs> it's like, it's a little bit of a downgrade, but yeah. still pretty cool. Yeah, it's all good. Why yeah. not? <laughs> and uh, I, I don't know if you guys have heard about the beverage that called pie at Dragon Con. Yes, I have it. What yeah. is it? Um, between the three of us, I think we put away about a gallon and a half that night. Wow. It's, uh, and, uh, it's moonshine, if I'm not mistaken. Like it's apple pie. it's a, a home-brewed beverage of dubious origin. <laughs> And uh, the next time I saw Will, he was doing the walk of shame from the Sheraton to the Hilton because he was late for his autograph signing. Um, (laughs) And then the following year when I saw Colin, I had a jug of pie in my hand. I just kind of shook it at him. And he looked at me like, oh, God, keep that thing away from me. (laughs) We're going to have to find some pie this year. Yeah, find some pie. Oh, one of the guys on my staff makes it. So, you know. That's Come awesome. to con, we'll hook you up. Heck yeah, yeah we're gonna be there. For that. Yeah, we'll definitely be there. Um, so like, what's your what's your team like for the um for the track? Do you have a team of people you work? with? I've got a misfit crew of thirty of the most ornery sob. No, I'm <laughs> um, no, my 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 volunteer staff is outstanding, right. and uh, they basically keep me sane. Uh, awesome. Yeah, they uh, I can't be everywhere and do everything. Right. Yeah. So I have to have the kind of volunteers that I can trust to just, here's the situation, go handle it. Yeah, of course. Definitely. It can't be much more guidance than that because things are dynamic and change on the fly. You know? right. A guest missed his flight. Uh, one year we had the Nuclear Regulatory Commission had an emergency meeting in our track room bef- as we were trying to move in on Thursday before Dragon Con. And oh, it's like, wow. okay, guys, we can't set up our room because – they're talking about nukes in there, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So you know, it's kind of confidential. Create this problem, but we've got to handle it. And yeah. Oh my god. That's what my guys do. So they they are awesome. I couldn't do this without them. That is crazy. Do they uh, tend to be the same people year after year, or do you kind of constantly see new faces? We get it's mostly the same faces. We get a turnover. Probably three or four people either decide to take a year off, or uh, in some cases get promoted to be directors of other groups. Oh, cool. Um, so there's a little turnover, but uh, it's a pretty tight knit family for the most part. Like I said, there's 30 of us, and I think we have one first timer, two first timers this year. Nice. Is there like an um, initiation process? <laughs> Yes, but I can't talk about that. I was about to say, do you haze the new person or, or do the joke where, you know, I was like, hey, I need you to take this over to that guy. and It, it, it involves a, a gallon drum of lubricant and a goat. Oh. 
<laughs> and that's Dragon Con After Dark. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Most of the hardcore Dragon Con fans listen to this going, and? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> so what's like... Although, Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, Kev. Me so they did get me one year because I didn't know what hentai was. Oh, really? Oh, and, and, and they had me meet them at the hentai panel. Oh, gosh. And, uh, yeah, Grimmy got, a, got an introduction. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the only time my jaw ever hit the floor. I was like, what oh the my God. hell? <laughs> did you go back the year after that for the hentai? I didn't, but okay. oddly enough, the uh, girl who was running that panel was the director of the anime track. Okay. And uh, okay, she cool. at, went on to start Momocon and, and wow. is very successful. And my first image of her is standing up going, who likes watching Japanese animated porn? <laughs> oh, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> I'm not sure how to answer this question. He's like, now I do. I'm interested. <laughs> so you learned a lot about it at the panel. Yeah, pretty right. much. I, I think it's really cool how Dragon Con kind of paved the way for other cons. Like, I didn't even know that that fact that she went on to start Momocon. It's really awesome. Yeah, the uh, there are more conventions now, and it's it's yeah. funny because when I started, I mean, Dragon Con was twenty thousand people, and it was considered the big kid on the block. Yeah, and now you know. Like I said, I had that many come through my track last year, right. much less the entire con. And, and even the smaller cons are just blowing up. And I, it's great to see, but too much to keep up with sometimes. Yeah, because I used to go to the MomoCon when it was, like, free at Tech. And um, it was just like, you know, now you kind of – it's like its own thing now. They have, like, celebrity guests coming through there and people, like, you know, sign autographs and things like that. It's really impressive how they, how they, how they grew so quickly. Um, yeah, we uh, we went this year and just kind of see, you know, how other shows do things. And they run a really tight ship. I'm, I was very impressed with how things are running. It's a few things I've tried to take back to Dragon Con and go, okay, we can do this a little bit better. Right. I think that's really the, you know, we're good, but we can always be better. Yeah. And, you know, as long as you're learning, you're improving, you know, that you don't get stagnant that way. Um, what would really dismay me if I came back and said, oh, our schedule's just like last year with the same guests and the same people and the same and the same and the same. Don't want that. Right. Right. Other than it being about like this video about video games, which is amazing, um, what do you think makes your track different from all the other rest? Like how do how you approach it or uh I think the the, the unique advantage that video gaming has opposed as opposed to all of the other fan tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, is that we are really cross-genre. We have Star Wars video games, Star Trek video games, Battlestar Galactica video games. Every franchise that it has a fandom at Dragon Con has something video game-related connected to it. That's true, hmm. yeah. So I, you know, we cross-promote panels with a lot of other tracks. In fact, Science Track is the one we cross-promote with the most okay. because some professor will get a wild hair and explain the genetics of Harry Potter. And he says, well, you know, as long as you're doing the genetics of Harry Potter, can you take a look at the plant life and mass effect Andromeda? <laughs> and they go, yeah, that's a great panel idea. I think I'll do that. And the next thing you know, we've got a, a packed ballroom listening to some guy talk about how plants can't really be purple. <laughs> All right. that's awesome. or my, my favorite was the year he came and said, lizards don't have boobs. Here's why. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. That's, really that's from the, the, the uh, hentai yeah, the panel they cross promoted that. Way. <laughs> yeah, we start getting into Japanese video games. I start going, nope, <laughs> nope. If I can't understand what's going on, even with subtitles, nope. <laughs> so, like, do your ideas just kind of come 
from spur the moment type of moments like that, or do you have to really think about them? Well, a lot of what we do programming, I mean, obviously you take the games that are the most popular. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, World of Warcraft's got 12 million, 10 million subscribers, whatever, however many million subscribers. Wow, it's crazy. still the big kid on the block. And then you look at Mass Effect that sold however many million copies and, and yeah. you, you look at sales and you go, okay, these are the big games. We're going to have some content about it. Mm-hmm. The other part that really helps us is when we get voice actors, especially you look at all the guests that come through animation and we get somebody's, oh, he was the voice of the Lich King in World of Warcraft. Right. Well, yeah. there's, a, there's a panel. No brainer. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, or, you know, he was, the, he was the voice of, you know, Darth Vader in a Star Wars video game. Okay. There's another panel. No, you know, right. it's, it's yeah. really easy to be- basically take the guests that we have and, and see how they're connected to video games and plan around it. Right. Right. The other advantage with getting voice actors is they're very versatile. So we can do a, a, a video game voice acting improv panel. Oh, cool. Well, it's like, whose line is it anyway with voice actors? And they yeah. just start doing stuff in character and it's a riot. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. That, that sounds like ask an anime question, uh, ask an anime character like AW has yeah. something like that. Yeah. It, it's, it's very much the same kind of thing. We do another one called masterpiece theater where we took, uh, take, uh, like last year, we took the lyrics to Maxwell Silver Hammer. That's the Beatles for you kids today. <laughs> um, and uh, Dino Andrade reads it in the voice of the Scarecrow from uh, Arkham Batman Arkham Underworld. What? Are you serious? That is crazy. Yeah, you know, bang, bang, went the hammer on his head. And, you know, it's all creepy. And, and it was like, it was awesome. Holy crap, dude. Um, so we do a lot of just goofy stuff like that. What? Um, you know, we're working on doing some more workshops and game development. So that people will come to us and say, I really want to learn more about how to make video games. Yeah. Well, you know, we have developers there. Let's do a, you know, quick workshop on the Unity engine so you can figure out the basics. That's awesome. Um, listening to fan feedback. Mm-hmm. The stuff that works, we do again. The stuff right. that doesn't, we try something new. Yeah. Uh, and it's just constant trial and error. Is there any, like, um, competition be- be between like tracks in dragon con you guys have like a friendly competition going on who can get the most attendees and stuff like that oh it's it's a hundred percent friendly but, okay uh, <laughs> i was doing a doing it's a podcast with the alternate history track director okay. uh, i don't know if you guys know enrique velasquez or q i don't but know. um q we were doing this podcast together and he was talking about how he's got the biggest track at dragon con and he's got the best party <laughs> the biggest and best party at dragon con uh, talking smack and, and our media relations director had to correct him on the air so well, actually both of those honors go to our next guest and he mentions me and introduces me and i'm sitting there grinning like a cheshire cat so much my face hurts and i've Sorry, i've never please. let q live that down I'm like sorry q did we steal yeah. your thunder. <laughs> and, you know, he runs a great track. He's a great guy, and I yeah. love him to pieces. Yeah. But, um, you know, we all wanted, we all want to be the biggest and the best. We oh, all want yeah, of course. to put on the biggest show. But it's it's very much the three-ring circus theory. If you don't like the clowns, you might like the elephants. If you don't like right. the elephants, you might like the daredevil. Dragon Con is that way. If you don't like the video games, you might like steampunk. If you don't like steampunk, you might like Star Wars. Right. And um, as long as there's something for everybody and everybody's included, um, that's really the big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's true. We've taken a lot of pains to make sure that we try to include as many people as I put. That's uh, gamers with disabilities or LGBT yeah. issues mm-hmm. or – you know, it really is. We try to cast as wide a net as possible, and make everybody feel included. So, if there are topics that a, a part of our audience really is interested in, yeah, we do our best to to stay on top of that. That's awesome. That's so cool. 
that, that's what makes Dragon Con so special, I think. You know? Right. And I was just thinking back to, again, the interview I listened to. is like we were talking about how it's not just video games, but you talk mm-hmm. about the issues with video games. Like you were talking about that a couple of years ago, y'all had a panel where y'all had a psychologist come in and was talking about online bullying. Oh, nice. Yeah, we're doing that again this year. <laughs> nice. I think that's definitely going to help a lot of people because like that's a big thing right now yeah it definitely is yeah um uh, i i can't get too far into it but uh i'm sitting on that panel again this year but i am working on a startup company cool. specifically for technology dealing with online bullying and harassment and things like that oh, wow. so uh because we have done so much of this at DragonCon over the years i have kind of developed an expertise and i've done some industry research and you know, I'm in a position to try to help. So, yeah, definitely. you know, I've decided to take a stab at it. And that, that's kind of where DragonCon has translated it back into my professional life and vice versa. Um, it's presented me with opportunities I wouldn't have had it otherwise. Right. Do you, um, can you share any kind of like inside panel info about this year with us? Or you're not allowed to say anything? Oh, God, I've got the whole schedule right here, man. What do you <laughs> about say? It's on the app. So, I mean, I mean, so what, what's some panels that if you were to be talking to the audience and be like, you need to make this panel or like these three panels for the weekend? Ooh. Well, I, okay. I'll start start with a couple of them. Sweet. Um, we have Sean Copeland is one of our guests this year. He is the senior historian at Blizzard. Whoa, okay, cool. Which means he is the guy in charge of maintaining and keeping up with all of the lore and the history behind all of their video games. I want that job. That's insane. Right. <laughs> well, he's doing two panels for us this year, talking about the lore of Overwatch and World of Warcraft nice. and StarCraft and keeping up with all the different stories and characters and who's who and what's what. Right. And actually getting the guy from blizzard who does all that, I think was a real big coup for us. Yeah, and I think huge. his panel is going to be fantastic. That's awesome. Right. Um, that was a big one. The other, other ones, um, Al Lowe, the developer of leisure suit, Larry. And again, for you young kids, <laughs> oh, that nice. was a video game in the eighties. Yeah. Controversial um, video game. <laughs> but Al, Al Lowe's coming to dragon con this year. So, you know, leisure suit, Larry turns 30 and he's going to kind of wow. do a little bit of old school video game history for us. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing that because, yeah. God, if I had a dollar for every time some kid would walk into my store and ask to buy a copy of that game. <laughs> did you ever play but, that game? Just out of curiosity. Oh, yeah. You did? Okay. Oh, yeah. And, and it's completely tape. It's basically about a lovable loser. Right. And, yeah. You know, but for the time and era that it was, it was some pretty heady stuff, man. Oh, yeah. Ooh, risque back then. Yeah, just a little back then, yeah. Um, I think <laughs> the you... others are all our kind of main events. The video game costume contest on Friday. Uh, you definitely nice. don't want to miss that. Sweet. Okay. And then uh, the Heroes and Villains Ball on Saturday, which is our big Megillah party. Um, and sorry, Q, it really is the biggest party at Dragon Con. <laughs> I will say I hear more about that than I do any of the other. Heroes and except for maybe like the last party on Alderaan. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was uh, funny. One of the uh, security guys at the Westin approached us last year and said, just wanted you to know that this party, we found out what the attendance was. This is the largest single event we've ever had in the Westin Peachtree Plaza Hotel. Wow. And that's, he's talking about 40 years of Peachtree Plaza. And it's the largest single event ever held there was our party last year. And you'll probably beat that record this year. Probably. Yeah. Well, we are, but we're throwing a second party. We're throwing another one on Thursday night, the 8-Bit Bash, which is going to be all 70s and 80s dance music with arcade games and kind of bringing back that 80s vibe. 
That sounds amazing, man. You need to go check so, it out too. We're gonna do that Thursday night at ten o'clock. That's kind of kicking off the whole thing. That's so cool. Are you gonna get on the ones and twos, DJ Kev or DJP is gonna handle the spinning for us on Thursday night. Okay, he hasn't sweet. mixed for me yet, but he's a good friend of mine, and awesome. I'm sure he'll be fantastic. Yeah. And then Spider's doing Saturday night, and she is awesome. That's so cool. It'd be awesome to DJ a party at Dragon Con. This is right how fun that would be. I did it once, man. It was ugly. (laughs) (laughs) No. Can you play this? Can you play that? Can you play this other thing? Like, I don't know what any of that is. What did What did you use? Like, what system were you on? Like a Pioneer? Oh, dude, I had a laptop with a connection directly to the soundboard. And this okay. is back in the old days when <laughs> okay, we, we didn't have shit. Excuse my, excuse my language. <laughs> no, no, go for it. That you can curse as much as you want. I should have told uh, you that before, but yeah. First few years, I think our first party might have drawn 400 people. That's not a bad. That's really good. That's though. a good pool, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, compare and contrast. Here's New Orleans was 4,400. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but it's, I mean, that's really the thing about uh, DragonCon is, I hate to sound all Bob Ross about it, but there really is no failure or success. You just mm-hmm. happy little accidents, keep trying, yeah. and one of these days you stumble on the magic combination and you have something special, and right. that's kind of the story of the video game track. That's like the best way to approach life, I think. Too. I was about to say, I don't know. I think we had a failure when the uh, they were doing Fantastic Four 1994 video, and they oh, no. forgot the video, and they knew exactly where it was in, in the dealer's room, and we can go get it tomorrow if you want to come back for the next day. Yeah, yeah that was crazy. But I will say, yeah, every year. <laughs> that was a little bit of a fail. Every year. Well, I think like the year before that, too, we went to uh, a DC Marvel yeah, panel. And the guy was literally reading off of Wikipedia. So maybe we should have got up and started saying stuff to him. And then we could be directors of... Dude, that'd right? be awesome, right? <laughs> I would love to well, do yeah, a panel. I'll tell you the worst one we... worst calamity we ever had is... We had Sony there one year. And they did EverQuest. They, it, it, we knew EverQuest was a good draw. We drew a pretty good crowd every mm-hmm. year. Yeah. And they were going to talk about some of their new and upcoming games. So we give them a panel room. And, you know, I'm expecting a couple hundred people. Right. Five showed up. <gasps> oh, oh no! <laughs> it was what like, the uh, heck? that sucks. What do we do? Well, we do the panel anyway because they're live streaming it, and so basically they're oh, showing no. the panelists in an empty track room. Holy oh, crap! Man. Do you like superimpose oh, yeah. a crowd after? <laughs> no, you're live streaming it. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah. Just, just come in here and sit down. I don't care. <laughs> they yeah. just run in and be like, "Everybody, come on, yeah, get in, get in, get in. I'll give you free." No. Yeah. Right. You guys want some free water? Come hang out. <laughs> exactly oh um, just, you just never know we had one panel we were expecting a relatively modest turnout they were debuting age of conan so we had a room hold about 100 people yeah and uh the guy comes in and goes dude you need to take a look at the line outside it's like there's a line outside but yeah you need to take a look it was in the marriott okay and the uh, line went down the hall out into the lobby around the elevators and out the front door of the marriott Whoa, to get into this panel that is crazy that's, that's when you ask and be like you do know this is for age of conan not you know william shatner <laughs> right <laughs> and uh oh well we found out why later because when they showed us the sneak preview and oh okay i understand now um Man. i'll get to that in a second but basically I'll the see. panelists said you know what, we'll break it up in two 30 minute sessions We'll cram as many people as we can in here. We'll do a 30-minute version of the panel, kick them out, bring in the next wave so we get as many people in here as we <laughs> that, can. That's smart. Yeah, that's smart. And we've loved Funcom for it ever since. But the big draw of Age of Conan is, oh, it's a video game that has women with boobs. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's why there's a line. Yeah. Of a bunch of teenage and young men. <laughs> that makes sense. Apparently the Age of Conan is 15. <laughs> <laughs> 
but yeah, and that's oh, disrespect because because the game itself, I was a big fan of the game. I oh, love yeah? the game. Okay. It has a lot of mechanics in it that I thought were way ahead of its time. But, okay. Um, for whatever reason, it just didn't take off. Nobody's gonna remember it for the mechanics. <laughs> right. <laughs> no. As a, as a guy who's into video games, like, oh, that's a really cool thing. Yeah. But, you know. Man, that's rough. <laughs> so, right. uh, kind of walk us through the process of how your track and Dragon Con in general, like get guests and like <laughs> uh, when you figure it out, let me know. <laughs> no, it's uh, the way we do it. And it's a little different than most. Um, a lot of our stuff is built on personal relationships. Like I know a guy at blizzard or a friend of mine works at this studio. Um, so like Allison carrier and, and a lot of the guests that we get were basically due to personal contacts. Um, that helps, but the process itself is every guest from Shatner on down has to apply to be a guest at Dragon Con. They have to fill out the form and, and they call it an application. It drives me nuts, but it's an information sheet, right? It's what's your name? What are you into? What do you need from us to come to Dragon Con mm-hmm. so that the guest committee can figure out how to allocate travel budget and all that other kind of stuff. Nice. They call it an application, but it's more of an information form, but everybody has to fill that out. Once that's filled out, then the guest committee meets and, and decides, you know, who our top 400 guests are. Nice. Um, the way it's explained to me, there's a voice actor we wanted really bad. And, uh, you know, I said, and my boss said, put yourself in my shoes. You have a choice between this voice actor or Cersei Lannister from Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, we know with, who you're going with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's kind of an easy choice to make. And, and that's, the, that's the challenge the guest committee has is there's 40 some odd fan tracks. Everyone saying, I got to have this guy, I got to have this guy, I got to have this guy. But yeah. they've got to figure out who the biggest draw is for the show. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, fortunately, the, since the guest cap is capped at 400, there is no cap on attending professionals. So whenever we get people from s- development studios or anything like that, I can bring them in by the truckload. That's awesome. Whoa. That's <laughs> and so cool. that, help, that helps my track. Yeah, definitely. It's not so great for... Star Trek. <laughs> right. <No. laughs> right. Yeah. You mean you can't bring in the accountant that helped budget Star Trek? <laughs> right. Oh, great. You were the best boy on Star Trek 3. <laughs> Fabulous. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, although I joke about that. I think uh, Star Wars actually has a makeup artist who, or somebody who was a makeup artist on one of the Star Wars movies. Oh, hey, well, that's pretty cool. cool. Makeup, costuming. Yeah, there's a lot of potential there. Yeah, definitely. And then it was, you know, I want a suite of hotel rooms and first class airfare and a pony and <laughs> a pony. <laughs> okay, okay, makeup artist, oh, uh, know your role here. Seriously, right? You're not. Nobody's gonna know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, people get so full of themselves sometimes. <laughs> well, I mean, I had one of the game developer, and this cracks me up. I had to move his panel same day from ten o'clock to eleven thirty. Okay. Not terrible. Well, apparently that ruined his carefully crafted flight arrangements because he was flying out later that day. And then every time he uh, tried to replace his plane ticket, he sent me an email reminding me how much it was costing him to change his flight arrangements. And I'm sitting at this point like, dude, I can do this con without you. I don't need this headache that bad. Yeah, man. Either you're coming or you're not. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think really, that sounds bad, 
but at the end of the day, Dragon Con's bigger than me. It's bigger than our guests. It's bigger than any one person. Dragon Con's going to happen, ready or not. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Definitely so. Right. So. so. And while I am sympathetic to your plight. Right. You know, I've got 63 other panels I've got to manage. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know? You have a lot going on. Right. It's like Actually, we're on. We're about to hit an hour. I know you have to. You have, you're a busy person, so we're gonna to try to like wrap it up. I have two more questions for you, though. Then we go into the quick fire, and then the very last question. But if you want to talk all about right. anything else, though, go for it. Yeah, we don't hit, stop hit me, man. I'm, I'll babble all night if you let me. <laughs> oh, go for it. What else? Well, don't worry. We'll, don't worry. We'll have you back. <laughs> yeah, you want to come back? You had fun. Yeah, that'd be Happy awesome. To. We'd love to have you back. Um. Okay. So, are you cosplaying this year? <laughs> I have one costume. One costume. Sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Are, are you allowed to tell us what it is, or just have to be surprised? I guess. Uh, it's Deadpool. Is oh, it really? nice, <laughs> Deadpool. Awesome. Yes. I I had a custom Hawaii a Deadpool Hawaiian print t- uh, shirt made. Oh wow, cool! With a big floppy hat, cargo shorts, uh, awesome. sandals with socks. I'm going as Deadpool. <laughs> okay, do you know what day you're doing that so we can look out for you? Yeah, man. Probably going to do it Saturday for the Heroes and Villains. Ball. Saturday. Okay. All right, so we'll have to keep an eye out for you. That's awesome. Because I'm, I'm sure you have the mask also. You're not doing the oh, um, yeah. the weird skin. Okay, cool. <laughs> the weird skin. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, what are you... No, not that dedicated. <laughs> or get that makeup artist that gave you a hard time. Like, hey, you want to come to Dragon Con? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then he's got to spend four hours in makeup, and he ain't got that time. He's yeah, got to run panels. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when, when do I have four hours doing that? Right. Right. Let me know. Okay, so... Uh, between, you know, one and five in the morning? <laughs> no, 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 nobody's cutting into my sleep time. <laughs> right? It's crucial, man. Oh, my gosh. So, other right. than your track, what are you looking forward to this year at Con? Oh, I will spend more time on the gaming floor doing uh, board games, card games, D&D. Um, I... I call it analog gaming. I will spend a lot of time analog gaming. Oh yeah. Okay. But, uh, I, the vendors hall, I always, I basically take yeah. a day and right. that's my day to go to the, the vendors hall and just look at all the stuff yeah. um, and it, probably spend way too much money. I'm not saying it, it takes a day cause everybody's crammed in there. And, and I will, I will say that there. that needs to be <laughs> addressed maybe at some point. Like the traffic flow. Yeah. It's crazy, man. That's dragon. Yeah. Man. We're, we're, we're working on that. <laughs> yeah. We have been working on that. I don't, don't want to be that guy. <laughs> Too late. Uh, it's it's nice, <laughs> but um, I remember the first year I brought my daughter down there and my wife and had the stroller, and I'm thinking, I've got to navigate what? Oh, gosh. <laughs> Dude, yeah. They should give the uh, the directors, like, early access to let them go in for, like, an hour that'd before be everything nice. opens. Yeah. Oh, I agree. That's a fantastic idea. Hey, Dave Cody, are you can, listening? I was going to say, I can <laughs> fill that out on the paperwork, because I always say, like, what can we do better next year? Yeah. I'll go to every track and be like, here's what you need to do. Yeah. Give the directors hey. more time to do their own stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, don't don't be shy about giving us suggestions either, because I, I hate to make it sound flip, but we really are kind of making this up as we go along. So <laughs> That's um, the best way. Like we had one guy said, you should do a Final Fantasy panel. I realized I've been a video game track director for ten years, and I've never done anything on Final Fantasy. What? Oh, yeah, that's right. Crazy. You have so, to do it for like I think next year, like Final Fantasy VII's being remastered. Oh, you right. have to do something for that. Yeah. Oh, we got the voice yeah. actors from Final Fantasy XV this year. I, oh, I have taken nice. care of that for that's this bad. year. That's <laughs> badass, dude. That's so cool. But uh, I, it was like, wait a minute, we've done all this, and I, like I walk through the co- and see the costumes in the Marriott, and I'm like. There's all these Final Fantasy costumes, yeah. and we have not done one panel. <laughs> wow. That's got to change. I know, right? Well, you got to get some Minecraft panels, too. Yeah, seriously. Have you played? Doing one. Oh, you are doing panelist, oh. the panelist right. is 11 years old, and he's the same guy who did our Minecraft panel last year, and that's he did so such a good cool. job. We're going to bring him back and do it again um, this year. Oh, that's oh awesome. nice. That's really cool. That's awesome. Um, but, uh, 
My daughter is looking forward to that one in particular. So. <laughs> Cute. Yeah, because she can actually have fun this time because she's grown up a little bit, right? So. Yeah, keeping up. With, my uh, nephew's going to help me keep up with my eight-year-old. So uh, it's Perfect. having her down there this year is going to be an interesting challenge. I was about to say, even ha- I don't understand how people bring their kids. Like, I get it, but it's like I couldn't yeah, keep up with an eight-year-old running around, especially like on Saturday. And this Georgia heat, man, it's insane. Oh. Dude, I can't yeah. keep up with a kid at a grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> right, seriously. Yeah. All right, cool. I guess we can switch over to the quick fire questions. Um, we're going to do, I guess, five each, I guess. Do yeah, you have time like for that, Kev? Right yeah, now? sure. Okay. Sweet. Um, and then we'll just do the ultimate question. So, right. um, favorite color? You start off easy. Blue. Okay. Uh, all right. If you could live in any video game world, what world would you live in? Star Wars The Old Republic. Nice. That's a good one. What superpower would you choose to have? Intellectus. Hmm. Nice. Um, favorite Marvel character? Oh, God. Tough one. Uh, toss up between Star-Lord and Wolverine. Sweet. Nice. Okay. Right. Um, wow, this is kind of hard. Uh, favorite video game based movie? Nice. Oh God, um, <laughs> they all suck. Um, <laughs> also, do your least favorite then? Wing Commander to both for the comedy value. <laughs> Wing Commander, nice. <laughs> they were awful, but it was it, it, they're much better when you're properly lubricated with alcohol. <laughs> favorite uh, video game character? Lich King. Nice. World of Warcraft. Okay. Nice. Um, favorite spot to go eat in Atlanta? Oh, Christ. That's a tough one. Um, which is it really that answer to that is what is your favorite steakhouse? Oh. So, <laughs> um, okay. How, nice. Howl's on Ivy has got to be as good as it gets. Oh, okay. I need to check that one out. I haven't heard of that one. Favorite hotel ever Dragon Con? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the one that his track is mostly in, though. <laughs> no, I I have to say the Marriott just for the spectator value. Mm-hmm. But if I could pick an off-campus hotel, Hotel Indigo. Okay, okay. sweet. Must have snack food at Dragon Con. I just ordered four dozen Sublime Donuts. <laughs> nice. Amazing. So I hope that answers your question. <laughs> Um, if you could design any video game, what genre would you go with? I would go sci-fi. Sweet. Okay. Um, advice to any first-time Dragon Con goers? Plan out what you want to do. Cut that list in half. Cut it in half again. <laughs> and if you're lucky, you might make half of those. That is so true. That's that's why every time the app comes out, I'm like, I'm just going, oh, well, I want to see that. I want to see that. And and it always pops up with, oh, you've already got something scheduled. I was like, I don't care because it's going to be wherever I happen to be at that time. That's going to be the one I'm going to. Oh, mistake I made my first year is like, I'm going to this one at 1 and this one at 2.30 and this one at 4 and this one at 5.30 and this one at – no. Nope. No way. You can't even make it from one hotel to the other in that time frame usually. Exactly right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Dream vacation destination. Ooh, um, I'd love to spend a week in Europe. Sweet. Sweet. Um, favorite curse word? I drop F-bombs like nobody's <laughs> business. You can totally say one now if you want. Feel free. 
Why, why the fuck would I spoil that? Oh, man. <laughs> I, I was I once heard it described that I could use the word fuck five times in a sentence to describe a newborn kitten. <laughs> oh, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we need to hear so, that sentence. Need to hear that sentence. <laughs> I'm not sure how that would work, but okay. I tried. We'll we'll let him come up with it, and then when we see him as a uh, Deadpool, we'll be like, "So, where's that kitten son?" Yes, that'd be cool. <laughs> well, so okay, your YouTube homework assignment. Okay. There, there right is a you. band called Psycho Stick. Okay. Their song is called NSFW, is not safe for work. <laughs> Got it. Listen to that. That is a masterclass in the word fuck. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm trying to write that down now. Um, Yeah, Jamie got it. Sweet. (laughs) Oh, geez, I don't even know. What else can we do? Um, Where do you see yourself progressing in Dragon Con in the years to come? Uh, Oh, well, considering my boss is the con chairman, it's not really like there's a whole big promotion path lined up for me. <laughs> right. But well, um, right what I would back. really like to see is for video gaming to be a bigger presence and that there to be more programming and uh, for somebody to finally give PAX the clue that we do more with video games than they do. Uh, right. <laughs> and uh, oh, that's really where I'd like to go with it. Nice. Just to be a big middle finger to PAX and be like, look at us. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, I can't even hate PAX because if it weren't the same weekend as Dragon Con, I'd totally be going. But, <laughs> right? Yeah. How dare they oh, be on right. our weekend? Right, I was going to say, they have all these things that happen on that weekend. It's just like, come yeah. on, Dragon Con, 82,000 people. <laughs> y'all need to move y'all stuff for like oh, another weekend. It's all about the competition, man. You know? Well, what's funny is the uh, guild leader of my World of Warcraft guild is actually one of the directors of PAX. So we have this nice, friendly, oh, your show's this weekend? Oh, I didn't know. Um, <laughs> How many people and, do you have going to your show? show? We do this. <laughs> yeah. Say we got one. All right. Um, Marvel or DC? Marvel. Easy. I have like a wait, 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 wait. Okay. Strike that. Ooh. Except, except for Batman and the Joker. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Which yeah. I love dearly. Yeah. yeah. Same here. Marvel. Okay. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have one more question, but it's just like a random question. Did you go to E3 this year? I did not, but okay. Dragon Con did, and I'm very mad at them for I not saw, bringing me along on the I company. Saw that. Wait, that how was, do you not bring cool. the video game director to E3? That That's really what cool I said. <laughs> like, how do you not bring this That's show crazy. is about me? That's crazy. Yeah, may, maybe next year. I mean, I was gonna say just I, to remind them that you're you have the biggest track and you can hold a uh, revolution and take care of that yeah. chairmanship position if you need to nah, I, I, I ain't locking horns with those guys man they've been doing this 30 years they know tri- they have forgotten tricks i have yet to learn <laughs> that's really cool that dragon con was there though. that's pretty big that's awesome yeah it's um and, and again credit goes to um you know pat henry dave cody and the guys running the show man they yeah, they work cool. real hard to try to keep up with to t- try to improve the show in any way they can. Yeah. And uh, many times I said video gaming is the future of Dragon Con. And while that felt good to hear, right. I'm trying to make that happen. Yeah, of course. Yeah, hmm. yeah definitely. I'm sure you will. So, I mean, 65 panels? What the heck? Yeah. <laughs> All right, Jamie has our very last question for you. All right. Can unicorns fly? Why or why not? Yes, if you throw them hard enough. Oh, okay. Is that I mean, it's got that dart. You got that horn on its head. It's like a dart, right? So <laughs> that is so true. Fling it out of a trebuchet or something like that. It lawn darts trebuchet. into the ground. It's a flying unicorn. It's 
so yeah, interesting to hear what people say. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is like well, the best question, I think. And what I love is, like, they always start out saying yes, but then their answer is really no. <laughs> so I'm guessing that was a yeah? Yeah, I think that was okay. a yes. All right, cool. Yeah. cool. Yes. We'll, we'll give it to you on technicality. All right, sweet. Thank uh, you, Kevin. I appreciate that. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. <laughs> This is so awesome, man. Thank you so much. You're welcome back anytime. Like, seriously. Want to call hey, anytime you again. want me, I'm happy to do it. Man. That'd be amazing. Sweet. Thank you. Do you have anything you want to plug? Anything you want to yeah, talk about? So, hey, Dragon Con is next week. Oh, <laughs> we're not talking about that. Dragon <laughs> Con? What is that? I'm going to, uh, uh, I'm going to PAX. Nah, man, so, hey, know. Thursday night, 8-Bit Bash. We're starting to party early, so come one, come all. 8-Bit Bash. I want to go to that, too. Thursday is becoming the new yeah. Friday, or Wednesday is becoming the new Thursday. I'm checking, I'm checking in Wednesday, and a lot of my directors that I know are checking in Tuesday. Whoa. Wow. Okay, see. Awesome. So it's happening. Awesome. Fun times, but yeah. Do y'all get discounts on your rooms as directors? Uh, directors a... get free rooms. Oh! <laughs> okay, I was wondering something. You're going, these people keep extending and they come in yeah. early. I'm like, you know, they get a discount or they get their room I mean, for free. I mean, come on, they have to get we some have, We have to pay for extra nights. But, but for the nights of the show, we're nice. I can do that. Chris's new goal is to become a director now. So <laughs> I'm just saying, we can we can start a uh, Marvel DC, uh, right, you know, right. a specific, not just the comics, but boom, just yeah. that. We can get going. We totally have Kev on there, too, talk about his love for Batman and Joker. We could. We yeah. could. <laughs> Work. I, I'll, I'll bring some voice actors that do the characters from the animated series. We can do a whole what? Batman Joker thing. Dude, that sounds like a dream come true. I'm going to talk to someone about making that happen. That'd be so cool. Although, <laughs> although if you bring Tara Strong, I'm just warning you, she's like a serious crush of mine. So. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. We got we got connections now, so we will uh, we will play those connections as much as possible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we, voice of Harley Quinn. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. a really cool person too. So that's awesome. It's it's cool when your heroes aren't like jerks, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Well, thank you so much, Kevin. Appreciate it. Good luck at uh, Dragon Con this year. We hope we get to see you in your uh, Deadpool costume on Thursday. Is it Thursday? No, no. he's going. I'll Saturday. have it on for Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. There we go. Saturday. For the heroes. Looking forward to meeting you guys. See you down there. It'll be <laughs> awesome. Thanks for your time, and thank you guys for tuning in. We appreciate it. Yeah, bye guys.